Hello lovelies and welcome to a brand new series, a brand new year. Happy new year gorgeous ones. I am so pleased to be with you today. I have lots I want to share after quite a break actually. We've had quite a break since the last season of the podcast and there is so much I want to talk to you about that one thing that I think is really important is that we um, check in with this new year energy and what that really means for each of us individually. Now, I've got quite a few opinions on like the new year, new me, momentum, movement, whatever you want to call it. And I think in some ways, it's really not helpful. You know, I've had many years and this used to be like a regular occurrence for me. I think anyone that's drawn to personal development, anyone that's drawn to this inner work, anyone that's drawn to personal growth. And, you know, it's a huge value of mine always is learning and growing and developing. And, you know, I... I genuinely want to get to the end of my life and think, you know, I made the most of that. I did. I drained every drop of juice there was to have out of my life without regret, without this feeling of I should have tried more. I should have pushed myself more. I should have um, got over my fears because fear is like this insidious thing, right, that stands in our way or these mental blocks that we have, I don't want those things to hold me back. And so there's a part of me that absolutely adores that kind of new year energy. I love that blank slate, clean page. What do I want to do with this year? What feels really expansive to do with this year? What what are my dreams? What are my ambitions? What do I want to push myself to do? What do I want to, you know, change the limitations I've placed on myself? Of course, of course, I want to do all of that. But I won't lie, there's also a big part of me that's like finding or finds that energy to be uh, self-destructive that finds that energy to be unhelpful, that finds that energy to be another excuse to beat myself up with. You know, I should be better. I should be better at these things. So I think it's super important that we take that time to check in with the energy that we're pursuing any ambitions, any goals from. You know, is this coming from a place that is truly serving me? Is this coming from a place that is actually going to help me long term? Or is this just another thing that I'm going to use to beat myself up with because should, should, should. So one of my intentions for this year that I've decided upon is I want it less to be about like what I achieve. I don't want it to be I don't want my success or fulfillment of this year to be marked by some external factor, but instead an internal factor. A 
and don't get me wrong, you know, I've got a business. I, I'm not naive around the fact that I genuinely believe we need a balance of the masculine and the feminine. We need that chaotic, wild, feminine imagination, creativity, that part of us that we get excited and we want to pursue that thing. And, you know, we can feel that emotion driving us forward and bubbling up. There's magic in that. There's power in that. But without the masculine structures, without the masculine consistency, without those kind of, um, this is the goal, these are the steps, then we're making our life harder. We're making things more difficult to manifest. We need like a beautiful balance of the two. So, of course, I'll be having some of the more masculine, especially metrics and things like that in my business. I'll be having the structure, the consistency, the plan, the strategy of what I need to do. So, and the reason I do that, just to kind of share, that's not because um, I I love a to-do list, although, you know, that could be said as well. <laughs> it's the fact that frees up my mental energy. So it allows my feminine energy to run free. If I know she's supported by consistency, if I know she's supported by structures in place, if I know that she's got a clear vision and things that we can measure that by, she can be as wild as she likes with with that beautiful container of the masculine. So kind of a bit off topic but my point being that this year my real intention is less about the external and it's more about how can I bring the energy I desire to have the feelings I desire to have that feeling of elevation into my everyday experience so when I'm with my kids I'm appreciating being with my kids. When I'm in my business, I'm appreciating being with my clients and the creativity I get to uh, play with and the ways that I get to bring information, bring wisdom in a way that's creative and exciting and, and brings me a lot of joy. Can, can I be present with that? In my relationship with my husband, can I be really present? Can I be there instead of in my head on those evenings when we've both had a long day? Can I just appreciate the fact, even if we're sat in silence, that we're sat together and we have that connection and I have that safety? Can I appreciate that? Can I allow the abundance of that moment to really hit me? So I wanted to invite you to uh, think about initially, you know, what, what is the intention for you this year? Is it coming from a place of, I want to enjoy my life more? Is it coming from a place of, I should be better? And there's been different times 
in my journey where both of those energies have served me in different ways. So I can't say to you that, you know, guilt or shame or blame haven't propelled me forward. But what I have noticed is the times that it has, it has been short-lived. It hasn't been sustainable. But the times that changes that I've decided to implement have come from a place of self-love. You know, when I, when I approach exercise from the perspective of I deserve to have a body that's healthy and mobile, that feels really different to I should be exercising so many times a week. When I come at exercise from the point of view of I get to move my body, you know, my body allows me to move and I can move that in beautiful ways and that feels good and nourishing to my system. When I get to move my body in a way that's going to really support my mental health and support the way that I view the world and I know I'm going to get those endorphins and when it comes from that place as opposed to that's what everyone else is doing that's what everyone's telling me I should do that's what the doctor tells me I should do there's a different energy to it and that that energy that mindset for me as someone that has quite a quite a rebellious spirit I find it is more sustainable when it comes from that place of self-compassion and self-love. I'm not saying that's going to be the case for you. I genuinely believe it probably is for most of us. But I invite you to check in with, you know, the intentions you've set for this year, the goals that you've set for this year. Are they coming from self-love? Are they coming from a place of, I get to do this rather than I should do this? So that was the first thing I wanted to kind of talk to you about today. But there was there was a completely different intention behind this podcast. <laughs> and that was this idea of, um, well, if I could give one bit of advice, like literally one piece of advice to everyone out there, anyone out there that is struggling to feel fulfilled, happy, motivated, successful, um, struggling to take ownership of their life, struggling to, you know, step out of victimhood, struggling with feeling low or heavy, especially this time of year when, you know, there's a reason it's called, you know, Blue Monday. January is a tough month for many of us. It's a heavy month. We're not getting the vitamin D often. Make sure you're taking your vitamin D, side note. And that can be affecting us. We're not getting enough light, which affects our sleep. We're often feeling that heaviness of a hugely wet se- like season. If you're living in the UK, you will know exactly what I mean. We've had, you know, an extremely wet autumn And there's a heaviness that comes with all of that. If we think about the element of water is it represents our emotions that that 
well of emotions that we hold inside of us. And we can feel that being activated by that water element. But the truth is, and this is a thing that sometimes we don't want to believe. Because it's it's far easier not to, right? Or mm, I want to go on a side note there. Let me go there. The other thing that we can get into the habit of. <laughs> At this time of year, we can find ourselves drawn to the forecasts, right? And not necessarily weather. So astrology, uh, Vedic, Chinese, um, that fortune telling of the year ahead. And I, I get it. You know, there's a part of me that completely gets it. And I'm not saying there's nothing in it. I believe there's so much wisdom in those divination and, uh, those lineages that can tell us more about the cycles that we're likely to experience ongoing. But from my point of view, there's also a really big shadow side to that. And the shadow side being that many people interact with those things from a point of view of giving their power away. So it's the year of such and such. Therefore, I'm going to feel crap this year. It's, you know, you know, my chart is in this position and we've got the retrograde happening and I'm not saying there's not things in that. I believe there is completely, but we need to be careful that we don't then start using that as an excuse to give away our power, give away our responsibility, give away the part that we play. And this brings me back round to the topic that I wanted to talk to you about, which is if there's anything you could do to take back that power, take back that responsibility of your days, of your moods, of your energy. If I could only give you one thing, you know, there's so much I want to give you and I will do over the course of this year. You know, we'll dive into the Ayurveda, we'll dive into Reiki, we'll, we'll dive into energy medicine and shamanic practices and all the amazing things that are out there as well as Vedic philosophy and Buddhism and, you know, everything I love and has taught me so much. But if I could just share one thing that will transform your life, it's having a morning practice that will allow you to step into the day in the energy you want to be in. Now, the truth is, it doesn't matter how you do that. You can do that through journaling. And journaling is a big part of my self-exploration process. If I have a challenge come up, I will journal on it. If I find myself repeating old behaviours, if I find myself in a position where I just feel lost and don't know what to do, if I find myself experiencing emotion that feels like unproportionate to what I'm actually experiencing, all of these things, journaling can be a great way to like get underneath what's going on and to put yourself back in the right frame of mind. 
So in terms of if I was to use journaling to manage my energy, mood, happiness, journaling as a morning practice, I would certainly recommend journaling on the day ahead that you want to have. The intentions you have for that day, how you're going to show up, the energy you're going to be in, the way you're going to respond to things, what you're going to do when a challenge comes your way. You know, so you can journal your way into a really good, a good mindset. Set yourself up for the day ahead. Other ways could be meditation. You know, meditation, I won't, (laughs) many of you know, meditation has been, oh, a life changing practice for me. I never realized how little I knew about myself, about my mind, about the way that I worked, about the destructive habits I had. Other than when I started meditating, when I started meditating, it all became very, very clear. And not from a point of view of I understood it logically. I mean, I got it somatically. You know, when you start meditating and you can see it and you can see where you trip yourself up and you can see where you're doing things that are causing yourself misery and when you're worrying about things that you've got no control over or you're worrying about things that actually don't matter in the big scheme of things you know I'll share with you one of the biggest revelations I had when I first started meditating was how much I worried about being late in situations that I had absolutely no control over. But much of that had gone uncon- like gone on unconsciously. I would at that time find myself getting to work feeling quite stressed, you know, feeling a little bit flustered, but with limited awareness on why that was. But actually, no, that's not quite true. It's my limited perspective was that it was the the fault of circumstance, right? But the truth is, in those situations, I had a choice. The choice was always, you know, I could allow myself to go down that mental rabbit hole of, I'm late, this is going to happen, this person's going to be annoyed with me, blah, 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 creating all these scenarios in my head blaming the people on the road, blaming the fact that I left too late, blaming the fact that, you know, there was someone in the school pickup line or drop-off line that had taken too long, blah, blah, blah. And it took me a really long time to realise that that didn't have to be the cycle. I could actually, in those moments, in the car, instead of going over those things over and over and over again, trying to assign blame, trying to find some way to fix it, trying to figure out what I'm going to say when someone calls me out for being late. I could, in those moments, decide that's where I am. I have no control over this in the moment. What I do have control over is my energy, of the mindset that I go into that situation. So I go into that situation stressed and flustered and wound up about things that really don't matter in the scheme of things. Or I could use that extra five minutes stuck in the traffic jam 
to pay attention to my hara space or the breath in my belly and allow myself to be really grounded, really stable. So when I walk into that office, maybe a couple of minutes late, but I am going to be so on it. I'm going to be so connected with the people in that office. I'm going to be in a really good state of mind for the rest of the day. I'm going to do everything I need to do from a place of flow, from a place of ease, from a place of feeling confident, from a place of feeling good about myself. And something as simple as meditation. This was like, this changed my life. And I, like I've said that many times and I'm not sure I've expressed it well. Because the truth is, we have no idea a lot of the time how much we sabotage ourselves. Just how much we sabotage ourselves, how much we make our lives harder. And so having some kind of self-witnessing practice is unbelievably price, like priceless. But the other side of that is... Meditation can also be used as a way to put yourself in the energy, in the mood, in in that kind of resonance of what you want to experience that day. So if I want to go into the day and I want to feel confident and I want to feel on form and I want to feel uh, motivated and inspired and excited, then I can generate that within my meditation practice. I can purposely incorporate that feeling, that energy, that, that invoking of that, that feeling, that experience, that elevation in my meditation practice. And so this gets to be something that we can, oh, the word I want to use, it's kind of like, it feels magical because you're literally taking this intangible substance and you're invoking it within yourself. And it's from that that we really experience the true power of manifestation and the abundance that can come from that. And on a side note there, I will say that actually doors are open to our meditation teach training. So if that's something that you really want to get beneath the surface of, and I'm talking far more than just, you know, mindfulness meditation if you really want to get into those kind of energetics behind the meditation and different practices across the world, you know, we go into everything from Sufism to, um, you know, the teachings of the Buddha, of course, that's been a big part of my journey, but as well as shamanic practices, those kind of psychological shamanic practices that are built into some of the Western medicine now, but also the more obscure practices that can give us huge insights in terms of wisdom, intuition, energy medicine. Um, yeah, side note. So journaling, meditation, other those are great ways to set up your energy for the day. Obviously, there's so many more that you can incorporate here, right? You know, we can incorporate things like Oh, different practices around things like working with goddesses or deities, or it doesn't even have to be assigned to something like a deity. It could be the spirit of the land, the spirit of a plant, the spirit of, um, oh, I'm just feeling into that now. You know, the spirit of a particular element, that's something we work with quite a lot 
in Coaches by Veda. But what is that kind of energy that you want to invoke within you? And can you incorporate that through some kind of working with the deities or, you know, any deities that you work with personally? And when I say deities, you know, that can be your Christian God. That can be Jesus. That could be Buddha. That could be, you know, that could be whatever it is that you aspire to be more like. How can you invoke more of that into your day as part of your morning practice? But we can also use many, many other practices, right? Working with herbs, working with oils, self-care. What are the things, this is the real question for today. What are the things you are doing before your day starts to set the tone of the energy you want to take into it? Because this, this is it. This is where the work really happens. So you can take action, but if it's coming from this place of your energy being off, then you're not going to get the results you want. And we know this. We've experienced this. You don't need me to tell you this. But today, I suppose it's that gentle reminder of you may have all these goals, these ambitions, these intentions for the year ahead. But if you're not setting yourself up every day with that right focus, that right alignment with that coming back to you so you're operating from you instead of that long to-do list that you might wake up with or that feeling of anxiety or whatever that is that starts your day. If you don't allow that time for that stillness and real like reconnection to who you really are and what really matters and what your intention really is, then you will find that your results are limited. So this is kind of my new year reminder to you that I I love the fact if you've got huge goals, huge ambitions, huge things that you're working towards this year. I love the fact you've got, you know, you may have big dreams or little dreams or things that are going to feel really important to you. But remember to support yourself in that journey with uh, morning practices that are going to allow you to take action from a place that's truly you and not some scattered, emotional, ungrounded, driven by external circumstance. You know, we've all done that, right? You get out of bed, you stub your toe. You spill your coffee before you know it. It's one thing after the next thing after the next thing. Life is busy. There's lots going on. And therefore, it's so, so important, even more important, that we take that time to come back to us before beginning the things we need to do. So sending you so much love for the year ahead. Looking forward to seeing you soon. I'm going to be dropping in much more regularly with topics like this and what I would say is keep an eye out because we have got something coming up soon we have got a free mini course that will be coming up soon that will be helping you in this area to help you find I don't believe there's one morning practice that works for everyone so helping you find the elements that really work for you to allow you to take the best possible energy, the best possible you into each and every day. 
So keep an eye on our website, on our social media page. Follow us. Come join the free community if you haven't already. The link is in the website, themedicinewomancollective.com. And the only thing I want to share, or the only thing I would ask of you, if you don't mind, is if you've enjoyed this episode, please, wherever you're listening from, give it a review, give it a like, subscribe. And if you wouldn't mind sharing it with people that you think would really benefit from this or would really enjoy this, then that would mean the world to me. So sending you so much love. Take care and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. And if you want to support me, if you could leave a review, subscribe, share with your friends, that would be fabulous. In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website. Link is in the show notes. Otherwise, I will see you soon. Take care.